indescribable gift. The indescribable gift. I want to speak to you just for a moment today about the indescribable gift. How many of you would think right now, just for a moment, in your own, in your own life and the things that really pump you up and the things that, that really, like, you're passionate about, and, and if you were able to put all of those things together, maybe for me it would be like a trip, right? And if somebody might come and say, Jason, you get a month off work, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to fly you in somewhere like in the Yucatan. We're going to drop you off, and you're going to get to shoot big wild animals if they don't eat you. Then we're going to put you in a boat and let you float down the river and catch fish that have never, ever seen a human being before. And then we're going to pick you up, and we're going to take you to camp. But, yeah, most of mine has to do with shooting stuff or <laughs> catching stuff. But maybe you surf, and you would say, you know what? Somebody came along, and just the sky's the limit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly and take you to every great surf destination in the world. No time limit, limit no money limit. Maybe, maybe you love to shop, and, and somebody said, we're going to pick you up. We're going to fly you to L.A., then to New York, and then we're going to fly you out to Paris. There is no limit on what you can spend. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but but find, 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 find your love language in that somewhere. And, and no matter how amazing, no matter how amazing that gift may be, you could still describe it, couldn't you? I mean, because you'd have pictures to show right? You, you'd have stories to tell. You would, have, you would have some sort of way in the human language to describe what you felt was indescribable, yet you would be able to kind of describe it. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, Paul says this about Jesus. Thanks be to God for his, say that word with me. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift talking about mercy, talking about grace, talking about the person of Jesus. And, and you get to this point where, where Paul's like, I don't know how else to say it. Words aren't enough to describe how awesome this gift is from God. We're going into a season where maybe we'll give a gift and maybe we'll receive a gift. And it's my, it's my prayer and it's my hope for you that Christmas wouldn't become so materialized that you forget why you give gifts. You forget why you get gifts. It's Jesus Christ's birthday. Hello. We're celebrating the birth of Christ, the Savior of mankind, the indescribable gift from God. Take that with you today. If you go over into Isaiah, it says this, Isaiah 9, 6. This is the New King James Version. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want to focus on the, the word given right here as we talk about the in, indescribable gift. It's interesting here, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The two main words there, born and given. So the child is born. Right? We know the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary and she conceives and, and, and she has a virgin birth. And so the child goes through the normal nine months of pregnancy, which my daughter's like on eight months now, and it is hilarious. <laughs> it is so awesome. She's so big. You sit beside her. Jack is her son's name, Jack Isaiah. And Jack's kicking out the side, man. And I'm like, We're going to have fun with that kid. 
So Mary goes through the, the normal childbirth thing. So a child is born, but unto us a son is given. So a child's born, but let's focus on the given part. See, the son is given by the father. The son is given because the son was, is, and is to come. The son was already before the child was born. The son was before. Now, let that mess with your mind just for a second, but you got to get that. So, so the son is given. The gift, the indescribable gift is given. Again, it's my prayer that we go through this holiday season, celebrate this Christmas time, going into the new year with an unbelievable level of gratitude for the indescribable gift that's been given to us from the Father. Number one, the gift was given by the Father. John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Go to this next scripture. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So here we see that the first thing that we have to get straight as we go into this holiday season and as we celebrate is the fact that it is about Jesus Christ and it's about the sacrifice that God made by sending Jesus and Jesus Christ was given. The gift, the indescribable gift was given by the Father. I can only relate this in my own humanity of of a place where I may want to give one of my children a gift that I know they want. But it gets really, really good when I can get them a gift that I know they want and they need, right? Like guns. <laughs> Fishing poles, right? This is stuff. But, but so God looks upon humanity and realizes that religion hasn't been able to do it. Sacrifices, which we'll talk about in Hebrews. So, so this idea of God looking at humanity going, I have to make a way. And Jesus is saying, look, I'll, I'll, I'll handle this. So... As you look at gifts this holiday season, think about the indescribable gift of Jesus Christ and realize and know that that gift was from God the Father. Number two, the gift was given to complete the will of the Father. This is a really cool text, Hebrews 10, 5 through 7, and and you kind of pick up on a conversation between the, the Son and the Father. Hebrews 10, 5 through 7, therefore when Christ came into the world, he said, and I quote, Jesus talking to God, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. So Jesus is saying, hey, dad, like I see what humanity has been trying to do to gain your approval so they can keep living the way they want to live, but feel good about themselves. That's what religion is. Religion is I'm going to do X, Y, Z, so I get to do A, B, C, and so God's going to forgive A, B, C because I just did X, Y, Z, and now I feel good about myself. That's, that's religion. That's what religion is. And so sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Verse 6, with burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Jesus is saying, look, it, what humanity has been trying to do, Dad, It's not working, is it? Then I said, Jesus speaking, here I am. It is written about me in your scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful to to break it down? Because you, you can mysticize this whole idea about our Lord and Savior, but break it down. Think about Christmas. Think about a baby being born of a virgin. Think about Coming to do the will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? The will of the Father was to heal humanity from a sin sickness. You look at Luke 
and Luke 4, 17 through 20, let me set this up for you. Jesus is going to and fro, and he comes up to the temple in his hometown, and he comes in, in, into the temple, and he, he, takes, he takes the scroll, and it just so happens it's his time for reading, and this is what he reads. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, Jesus. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. You ever heard the term, quiet as a church mouse? That's where this comes from. Because Jesus shows up on the scene, and they, people have been hearing stuff about him. And who is this guy? Who is this, you know, who does he think he is? I'm hearing, I'm hearing stories. What's going on? And so he, in perfect Jesus fashion, right there in the middle of all religiosity, takes the scroll and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Jesus said, I'm going to go and do your will. Go back to verse, verse 18, Kim. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Christmas is good news. Right? Please don't be a person that professes Christianity that gets so frazzled at Christmas because you have to check the list. That's so unattractive to the world because we look just like the rest of the world. Right? Look, if somebody sends you a Christmas card, pray for them. It doesn't mean you have to send them one back. How many of those of you are out there? <laughs> right? You're just like, oh, I got to Or somebody gives you a gift. Praise God, they gave you a gift. You don't have to give them a gift. You don't have to do all this world says you have to do at Christmas time. Relax. Christmas is good news. Why is Christmas good news? Because Jesus Christ came so that we could spend eternity with God in heaven. He's anointed me to preach the good news. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Hope, joy, peace. These words that we put up in lights and these words that we talk about during this season, do we really, do our lives encapsulate those words? Do we, do we really, do we carry that aura of hope with us? Do we carry that aura through this time of year and through everyday life uh, of joy, of peace? And that's, that's, what, that's what the will of the Father is. That's why Jesus came. Recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. Brian said it during worship today. And you, if you've known me any time at all, you know, like, my heart is evangelism. Like, I, I, I want people to know Jesus. And God's been good enough to put people around me to help navigate discipleship after they know Jesus. But my heart, my heart is for the oppressed to be released. The, the sinful oppressed, the oppression that came from what Adam did in the garden, the first Adam. And now the good news of the gospel is what the second Adam did to release the oppressed from the control of the enemy. And in reference to you, you say, oh, man, dude, you're getting deep. The control of the enemy? Woo, yeah, yeah. This world we live in. And so now, now Jesus comes on the scene. He's like, I'm here to do the will of the Father. By the way, this is the will of the Father. He loves you so much he sent me, and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me so that I can accomplish the task for which he sent me. See, for unto us a child is born, but a son is given. The indescribable gift is given. Number three, the gift was given to represent the father. 
Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. We could just stay there for days. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. The Bible tells us and teaches us that everything that was made was made in him and through him. He, he was in the beginning. The word was in the beginning. The word was God. The word was with God. Jesus Christ, the firstborn over all creation. This is how precious the gift is. And this is what Paul is trying to describe for us in the indescribable, in what he can't put into words, in what he can't fathom in his own mind, in what he's trying to teach the churches that he's planning all over Euro-Asia. He's trying to, to to express to, to the Corinthians. He's trying to say, look, I'm trying to get across to you how great this gift is from God. Don't take it for granted. But at the end of the day, I can't even describe it. It's so awesome. See, there, there's, there's some of us in this room right now, and, and maybe it's just for one, but I would imagine it, it's for more than one. You need to have a personal revival in your own heart over the Christmas holiday and remember how blessed you are to have a God that loved you so much, he gave you an indescribable gift. It really is. And some of you are not getting it. I can tell by the way you're looking at me. (laughs) I was at a church one time and they were handing out, you know, we have a candy jar over here for all you coffee drinkers. Some of you hadn't got the point yet. <laughs> but, you, you know, I got to keep going. Anyway, this, this preacher had put, uh, what do they call those sour, um, those, those real, what are they? What? Sour patch, warheads. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Sour, okay, sour candy. So he had put sour candy where the, the mints usually go, and people just walked in on. He's like, well, well, they were in there. And so he gets up to speak, and he looks, he looks out, and everyone's going. And so finally, the small church, finally somebody said, what is in my mouth? And he said, oh, I couldn't tell. You all look just like you look every week. I don't know. <laughs> to do the will of the Father, moving that into the idea of look. The gift was given to represent the Father, the firstborn over all creation. Look at this next verse. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Wow. The Son is the radiance of God's glory. The gift was given to represent God, the radiance of God's glory. It's good news. Jesus is good news. Christmas is good news. Christmas isn't about the mall. Christmas is about God's love and the fact that he loved us so much he gave us his only son, the indescribable gift. I'm telling you what, you could give me everything this world has to offer in in its grandest form or you could bring me over here and say, you got this one gift and his name's Jesus. Take the world, give me Jesus. I can't count on the world, but I can count on Jesus. Wow, how does, we we have to let that flow through our everyday life so people around us can see, you know what? They believe in the indescribable gift. He is the radiance of God's glory in the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. That 
is the indescribable gift. And, and albeit, we see all through the Bible people trying to describe that, but I love where Paul gets to the point where he's like, I can't. He throws his hands up. I cannot for the life of me describe it. Have you ever tried to witness to a loved one or a friend that you've known for a long time? You've built a bridge, and, and they just have this hang-up with God. And it's just that, it's just that wall you, you run into. And you sit down with them. Maybe, uh, maybe you're on a trip. Maybe you're in a coffee shop. Where, wherever you are, maybe you see them once a year. And you try to talk to them about Jesus. And you hit that wall, and they just can't. And you're sitting there going, I wish, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could explain to you the peace and the joy. And I, I wish you would get over that one little thing that has held that, that stronghold in your life. And have you ever been in like a lack of words? You know what I'm talking about? You're just like, ah, you just want to take them and, and, and murder them. But right before you do, say, accept Jesus. <laughs> Let's get this over with right now. This is what Paul's doing. Paul's throwing his hands up going, man, I wish there was some way I could describe his goodness. And this is a man writing this that has been beaten. He's been shipwrecked. He's been naked. He's been kicked out of cities. He's 40 lashes minus one, seven times. He, he's, he's seen it all. And yet he's saying he, this gift is so good, it's indescribable. Wow. For us to grasp that in our own life, the indescribable gift, the radiance of God's glory. Number four, the gift was given so we could know the Father. John 1, 14, the word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. Remember, we started there. Full of grace and truth. Much of the word indescribable in reference to who Jesus Christ is comes through grace, truth, and mercy in correlation to the society that we live in today. We don't understand true grace. We don't understand that grace that's freely given through that indescribable gift. Furthermore, we've been taught for years there is no truth. And so now we don't have a good handle on grace, maybe because of the way we were raised, maybe because of the church we went to, whatever, and then we're, we're thrust into a society that where we're taught from a very early age, if you believe it's true and you're a good person, it's true. So now there's no, there, there's, and then you get, take that into mercy, and we have a really hard time with mercy. That's who Jesus is, the radiance of God. God said, look, this is what I want to give humanity, and here, here's my radiance. Furthermore, he becomes flesh and dwells among us, full of grace and truth. Look at this next, this next scripture. John 1.18. The gift was given so we could know the Father. John 1.18. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only who is at the Father's side has made him known. Underline that one. Write it down. Pray over it. This is a thread throughout the Bible. Even when the disciples say, well, when is all this going to take place? Talking about the end times. Jesus said, only the Father knows. But Jesus has come from the Father. He's given, the gift is given from the Father. 
He's at the Father's side, and he has made him known. He's the radiance of God. The word becomes flesh and dwells among us. He walks among us. Remember the illustration where the teacher gets out from behind the desk, and he goes down, and he begins to walk around among the students, giving hints of how to pass the test. Good teacher. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us. Left the palatial kingdom of heaven, came, came to this nasty, dirty earth for us, for you and I. How dare we minimize the indescribable gift? How dare we get so important that we forget it is indescribable? How dare we get off on our own agenda throughout even, you know, I'm referencing the holiday season because that's where we're at, but it's everyday life. But take the holiday season. I challenge you if you have kids to sit them down and talk to them about what Christmas is about. I challenge you in your marriage to grab, grab your spouse or if you're dating. Say, you know what? We're, like, how many of you love to go look at lights? I love to get in a boat and go look at lights. You like that? Scrooges. <laughs> I love that. It brings me joy. I like riding my bike around looking at lights. I like getting in a boat and go look at lights. I love lights. Matter of fact, Raina and I were coming back from a, a party Friday night, and we were coming down Riverside, and Raina made this comment. She, there was only a few houses that had lights on them, and she was like, come on, people, get with it. And I looked over to see if she was on the phone. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? She says, nobody's decorating. I'm like, baby, they can't hear you. <laughs> When you go out and look at lights, talk about Jesus. Talk about the festival of lights that the Jewish people had then. Talk about this whole idea. This is just not a time that you get out of school. This is not just a time where you go to work parties and see people act like idiots. This is, this is, not, this, this is just not that time. This is about Jesus Christ. This is about the indescribable gift. This is about allowing the world to see, hello, God loved you so much he gave his only son. He's at the Father's side. And Jesus has made the Father known. No one comes to the Father except through the Son, the Bible says. So Jesus, the gift was given so we could know the Father. So that we could know the Father. Not so that we could have knowledge about the Father, but so that we could know the Father. Relationship versus religion relationship with Jesus Christ equals a relationship with God. So back to this indescribable thing. If you're serving communion, will you go right now? Go, 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 go. Run. And here's what I thought I'd do on this last point. Because I, in my own life, there's some different things that I've got going on, different dynamics. I'm overwhelmed with this gift that God has given me as a person. This indescribable gift. You guys with me? So the NIV says it this way. We, we read it, 2 Corinthians 9.15. And I, I want to do this. We're going to go through like six or seven different versions of this scripture. All right? And I'm praying that it's just going to encourage you to no end. Are you ready? We're going to read it together. Thanks be to God. For his indescribable gift. 2 Corinthians 9.15. Thank God for his great gift. Thank God for this gift too wonderful for words. Thank God for this gift. His gift. No language can praise it enough. 
Thank God for his son, his gift too wonderful for words. Now, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, which is precious beyond words. Thank God for his gift that is too wonderful for words. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Wow. Inexpressible. How do I express that to the world that I'm living in? I express it through a gratitude that comes over my life that I am so, so thankful that in my, because I know me, but God knows me, and yet he still gave his son for me. And I'm so thankful for that. And that gift is indescribable. It's inexpressible. That's what God did for you and I. Maybe you're here today and you got drugged to church today because it's December. Maybe you're here and you, you, you know what? The, the light bulb's coming on in that God loves you. Right where you're at, right where you're sitting, right where, whatever you're going through. God loves you in spite of where you were at last night. God loves you in spite of yourself. You may not even love yourself today, but God does. He does. So much so he gave his only son. He gave an indescribable gift. I I can't begin to describe, if Paul can, I surely can't, the grace and the the love and the mercy that is compounded in the person of Jesus. But I do know this, it's a gift. A gift is freely given, but it has to be received before it's a gift. It's got to be received. So the question on the table today is, not only are we going to live with an acute awareness of this great gift from God over this holiday season. Have you accepted this gift? You say, Jason, it's that easy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Salvation is a faith issue. Salvation is simply you saying, you know what? I believe. I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ as the one who came from the Father is now at his side. I'm going to put my faith in the radiance of God's glory. I'm going to put my faith in the one who became flesh and dwelt among us. I'm going to put my faith in the one who was born of a virgin. I'm going to put my faith in the one who lived a sinless life. I'm going to put my faith in the one who took my death and sin on the cross. I'm going to put my faith in the one they placed in the grave. I'm going to put my faith in the one who rose from that grave on the third day. And I'm going to put my faith in the one who's coming back for me one day. And if you hadn't been watching the news, the time is drawing closer and closer and closer. You can get all freaked out over it, or you can read your Bible and get really excited because we win. That's a whole, that's another, that's a whole nother message. That's just what God's doing to me. Do you know Jesus? Christmas, December 25th, 2015. What a time to start a new tradition, maybe in your family, of following Christ. Setting the bar for all those to come after you. You need Jesus in your life. We want to pray with you. That's why Coastline Community Church exists. We want to pray with you. We want to give you some resources. Would you bow your head all over this place? Say, Jason, that's me. That's me. I need Jesus. I need to put my faith. I'm realizing right now, I've never put my faith in Jesus Christ as Messiah. If that's you all over this place, I want to pray with you. Throw your hand up long enough for me to see it and put it right back down. I see your hand. Thanks. Anyone else? I see your hand. Thanks. I see your hand. That's awesome. Sweet. 
by virtue of you raising your hand right where you're sitting, you're just acknowledging the fact that, that you're, you're being very transparent before God and the fact that you realize that you need a Savior. I, wanna, I want you to pray this prayer with me just in your heart. After we have communion today, go out to the tent, get a Bible, get a devotion. If you're not comfortable doing that, email the church. A pastor will get back with you. We'll help you out on this new journey. But right where you're sitting right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. And thank you that, God, at this very moment, I feel your presence. I feel your spirit knocking on the door of my heart. But right now, I open, I open my heart to you, God. And I'm putting my faith. Lord, I'm putting my faith in Jesus as the Messiah. Lord, let your love and your grace and your mercy flood my soul at this very moment. God, thank you for this indescribable gift. I feel it in my heart right now, God. Thank you that your word says that I'm being made into a new creation. Thank you, Lord, that I have the assurance through your word that I'm going to spend eternity with you in heaven. No matter what's going on in this crazy world, God, I have the stability of your spirit in my life right now. God, help me to go out to that tent and be bold enough to grab a Bible, a devotion, or to send an email. God, I know I can't do this alone, but you've made a way to put people around me. So right now, thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you that I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you raise your hand, please connect with somebody. Tell somebody you made that decision.